The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Yeah, I can't believe the Cleveland Indians. I, I, of course, I've got Thomas Booker on today. I'm going to have a really great show about the Brooklyn Dodgers first baseman. Yes, sir. Now, Irene, his daughter, is going to be calling probably in a few minutes. And uh, we're going to be discussing her dad and some of the great moments when Gil Hodges was playing first base. Of course, you know, I, I was a Yankee fan, and I, I, I was always rooting against the Dodgers. <laughs> uh, and when I would listen to the World Series sitting at Kittrell uh, while my classroom, thank goodness, was always the one that would uh, turn the radio on, and we would stop everything that was going on in, in our class and listen to uh, the Yankees beat the Dodgers. And it was just, I was amazed. I, in fact, I was infatuated with baseball back then. I still think it's the greatest sport in America. It, it's it's the sport for us. And um, it, it was, it, it's still that way. Of course, I've, I've changed from being a Yankee fan to being an Atlanta Brave fan. Of course, they're in our backyard. But you still like the Yankees, though, right? A uh, little bit. I, I liked the old Yankees all the way back to Billy Martin mm -hmm. being the coach there. And it, it's um, your awaiting phone call is on hold. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, put Irene through. Are you with us, Irene? Yes, I am. Oh, glad to be talking to you today, hon. Good morning. Thank you much. Good morning to you as well. Uh, I'm Truman Jones, and of course you know Thomas Booker. Yes, and, I do. Uh, uh, your dad, Gil Hodges, uh, believe it or not, was one of my favorite players and maybe oh. one of two that I really like from the Dodgers, being a Yankee fan as I was. How, how, how does that hit you? Well, I'm glad he's one of the two if you want me to go with that. But who is the other one? Uh, the guy that played center field. It's hard for me to remember. I can remember Mantle and Mays, but I can't. it's hard for me to bring his name up. Oh, okay. Duke okay. Snyder. <laughs> There you go. I know who it is. I didn't want but to. But Irene, you. when your dad was playing in the World Series, uh, my school, which is was a small uh, country school, Kittrell, uh, mm -hmm. 
the teachers would stop class. We didn't have televisions back then, and she, and they would stop the class and let us listen to the World Series game. Now, wasn't that right. special? Yes, it's wonderful. Good teachers. My, yeah. my teacher. There's a lot of good teachers out there, so that's really oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, nobody would even, you couldn't. He, you could hear a, a, a pencil drop on the floor because everybody mm. was just tuned in to baseball and what it meant to everybody at that time. Nobody wanted to miss a moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very exciting. I have a lady who, who is here at Adam's Place. And I can't see her right now, but she knows that you're on this morning. And she uh, she says she wasn't from Flatbush, but I know she was. But she oh, would actually walk to the baseball games back then when she was just a little girl, and she would not miss a Dodger game. My mom was like that long before she met my dad. Ah. Tell me how they met. Well... Um, but I was saying she'd skip school and go to the Dodger games. Yeah. Um, my mom worked in a department store called Martin's and she had a very close friend. Her name was Peggy and Peggy lived in a rooming house, which had like six apartments in it. Yeah. And one of the apartments were rented by my dad and Ed, Eddie Nixis. They were roommates. And Peggy was having a party one day, and she told my mother, she said, Joan, why don't you come over? I would love to have you at the party. And if the boys are home, meaning my dad and Eddie Mixes, um, they're going to come up, and you love the Dodgers so much, you'll get to meet them. Uh, that's how they met. That's pretty special, isn't it, hon? Absolutely. You know, it's like... Some things were meant to be. Did you grow up in Brooklyn? Yes. I still live in Brooklyn. All right. Tell me what your family thought about <laughs> Brooklyn being uh, moved uh, to California. Um, of course, I was young, but I could yeah. tell you my mother was furious. <laughs> And uh, my mother's Italian girl from Brooklyn had never been that far away from her family, ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was heartbreaking. It was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I know my mother called, I believe, Walter O'Malley crying. You know, how could you do this? And we went to California, and my mother never unpacked for probably a month or two. Wow. Because <laughs> just was so devastated. You know, she loved, not only did she love Brooklyn, the Dodgers were Brooklyn. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, when you say L.A. Dodgers, it just doesn't, didn't seem to ring right. So it was a, a tremendous adjustment for everyone. You know, not just for my parents, but everyone. I, I know that there was almost a riot when they heard about it in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it was, the Dodgers were Brooklyn. And and as far Absolutely. as I'm concerned, it still is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's 
so amazing that after so many years, so many people still hate them for moving. You know, they, they still hold the grudge, even though their parents probably remember it more than their children do. Yeah. But so many people still love, still love the Brooklyn Dodgers. I don't see you find that often, if at all. I I know the lady that's over here. Uh, when she talks about Brooklyn, it, it's like bringing up some of the best memories of her life. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I I was not a Dodger fan, like I said earlier. But to be mm -hmm. perfectly honest with you, when they announced Nobody. that Brooklyn was okay. leaving, uh, the Dodgers were leaving, it, it hurt me. I, I was not very happy at all. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I can't, I can't even imagine what it did uh, to all the families that that lived in Brooklyn when the damn bums had to had to leave. Yeah, it was uh, it was devastating. It took a part of the city with them. I mean, there's no fans. I don't care what team you played for. There's no fans like the Dodger fans. No. None. I are mean, you surprised your? Oh, are you surprised your father has the following he has today? Yes, not for any reason that he doesn't deserve it, but I mean, my dad is gone almost fifty years. Oh my! And to have so many people still say the things they do and and love him. Many who never even saw them, saw him play, whose, you know, parents loved him. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. My mom, my mom was in rehab a few, a few months ago. And one of her people that was helping her in rehab called me up. And she's very sweet. And she said, you know, she said, I can't believe that I'm taking care of Gil Hodges' wife. I said, honey, how old are you? She said, I'm 25, 27. Oh <laughs> I said, you, you can't possibly even know him. So she said, no. She said, I don't. But I grew up knowing of him. She said, and I'm going to send you a picture of my dad. And she sends me a picture of her father sitting in his garage holding a leather duffel bag which says Gil Hodges, two bats on it, and then underneath it says Schaefer Beer. <laughs> she said, my grandfather left this to my father in his will. Oh, that's, wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's like four, three or four generations back still holding on to something that belonged to my dad. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, what do you think? What do you think the real reason why he decided to go to California? Because the Dodger fans were probably the best fans in baseball during that time. Mm. Um, why do I think the club moved to Cal yeah. California? Yeah. I. Um, They probably 
wanted to expand. They wanted um, Brooklyn. It was where Ebbets Field was, was like downtown Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. There was apartment buildings. There was, you know, it was stuck in a place. It couldn't get bigger. It would stay where it was. Yeah. And I think they had the foresight to want to expand the surroundings to be in a better area than they than they were and would be. Yeah. And I think that was part of the decision. Yeah, Evansville was a small uh, stadium. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was... But that, to me, that's what made baseball because every stadium back in those days, they were mm -hmm. all different, and they were right. shaped different. Uh, not mm -hmm. like baseball today where they they, they, they kind of follow suit from other stadiums. But mm -hmm. uh, in, in the New England area, and uh, or let's just say New York, Boston, and all those teams back there, they 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 had an image. In fact, I, I still think about those times when you had Ebbetsville uh, uh, and, and then you had the Giants and the Yankees all in that one city. But then not far from that, you had the, the Boston Red Sox. And mm -hmm. uh, all of those fields were just uh, – I, I hate to see them leave. You know, right. uh, had character. Yeah, they did have character. Absolutely, 100%. But you were also, they were small ballparks. They wouldn't, um, their capacity for fans was not enormous. And baseball was going to expand and, and get bigger. Yeah. And I think that was foresight. He was given land. He was given money to go to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Well, was. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, Same it, with Horstonum. It was, it was a, uh, a a business deal, for sure, but a good business deal. It, I mean, it certainly it took the heart out of Brooklyn, for sure, without a doubt. But as far as the Dodgers were concerned, the LA Dodgers are pretty amazing. You know, yeah. they've done really well. They really have. Is there still uh, uh, love for the Dodgers after all these years, even though they did move out? I think so. I think so. Not by everyone. There's plenty of people that won't <laughs> forgive them. But I think, I think people still know that where they came from. Yeah. Did, your, did your mom forgive them? No. <laughs> I love Good her. for her. I love her. That's awesome. I was telling Mr. Truman that uh, she's a diehard Mets fan now, as you yes, were telling she me. She's a tremendous baseball fan. And at 95, the only thing she oh, watches wow. on TV is baseball. Oh, good for her. But she's always happy to watch the Mets or the Dodgers. The Dodgers for her heart. I mean, she loves the Mets. She's from New York. My dad played here. My dad managed here. But the Dodgers was their heart. There's no doubt about that. Now, your dad had, I think most people loved him. I think that, mm -hmm. that there was something about his character and the way he played the game. Mm 
Um, and of course, being in the New York area, almost everybody uh, knew uh, either the the Dodgers, the Yankees, or the Giants. And mm-hmm. um, I, I grew up listening to Mel Allen. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know much about yeah. Mel Allen or not, but when I was just a little kid, probably six or seven years old, I listened to Mel Allen call the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was, um, it, it's hard to believe that in New York, that's where my heart was at the time. And here I'm a good old Southern boy. And uh, uh-huh. it, it, we were, we grew up playing baseball in this area. We, we would play uh-huh. on, in uh, fields, uh, maybe uh, someone's uh, farm or whatever, and put uh, right. uh, where, where they had rocks where we could have first base, second base, and third base. Mm-hmm. But you guys grew up just like you, uh, being Gil Hodges' daughter, you grew up uh, almost like in fantasy land for us. Well, growing up as his daughter um, was very normal. It was very normal. I went to school. I went to stores. I had the same friends now that I had since grammar school. Yeah. Um, our life wasn't Hollywood, wasn't so spectacular. Of course, you know, there were certain things. My dad would walk to the store, drive my friends to school. I mean, we lived as much of a normal life as you could. Yeah. It was it's very different back then. Um, of course, you know, you go to a restaurant and people would ask him for his autograph. Or I played in school basketball. He'd have, when he'd come to watch the games, he'd sit up in the balcony. Not, not because... He wanted to, but he never wanted to distract from anything. You know, he wanted people there to watch the game, not him. And uh, the hardest part, I would say, is the separation. You know, he was gone a lot, and that's that's a hard part of that lifestyle, for sure. But we were very normal. We didn't, there was nothing special about us at all. You would always have dinner, you said, too, whenever he was always. home. Always. We always had dinner 5 o'clock when he was home. Always. We sat down to dinner. We said prayers before dinner, and we always sat down to dinner together. Of course, during the season, he would be gone way before that, or he could be on the road. But the winters, when he was home, was, was a very normal lifestyle. Did you get to travel any with him at all, like when that goes down to the Grapefruit League and do things like that? We always went to spring training. Uh-huh. Um, it was loved spring training because I could remember coming off a plane and seeing palm trees and <laughs> it was so warm and saying, you know, wow, it's February. Look at this. But we love spring training. I think most of the players love spring training because it's so relaxing. Everybody 
you know, worked hard, but you're done early. There's no night games. It was very different. Spring training was a great time. Did you have a lot of friends uh, that of your age when you would go down there and uh, and it became a, a lifetime friendship? Uh, not really. No, because we all came back and, you know, led our own lives. Yeah. You know, we lived in Brooklyn in, in our area. Most everyone else didn't live in Brooklyn, so they'd go home after the season. So spring training, <clears throat> spring training with the, when we went with the Dodgers was great yeah. because we all lived together. The Dodgers wow. were very smart. They built a compound. They housed all their players. So we were all next door or across the street, you know, Carfarillo's kids, Jackie's kids, Pee Wee's. We were all together when we were young in Dodger Town. Who were the players that you had a relationship that you really enjoyed being with them? Um, Sandy was close to my family. Don Drysdale was close to my family. Um, Carl Perillo was close. Jackie was close. Pee Wee was close. Those would be the ones I remember the most. Were you there the day that Jackie Robinson was on the field and he caught a lot of uh, bad stuff and Pee Wee went over and and hugged him and everything seemed to change after that? That was before Miss Irene's time. I think that was 1947. I was was not. Thank God. I don't want to be in (laughs) here. Hey, let I, me I, ask I'm, you. But please don't make me older. <laughs> Dang it, Truman. <laughs> I haven't seen you. You sound like a young girl, uh, uh, Irene, but I don't know all those stats. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this about your father. Uh, okay. One thing that I admire about him, along with other fans, is the fact that he did serve his country in World War II yeah. in the Marine Corps. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Did he ever talk about his time much never. in the South Pacific? Never. Never a never word. Um, I could tell you when I used to go out with him to stores or wherever we were going, he would teach me the Marines hymn in the car. Mm-hmm. And we'd sing it together. He oh. was so proud of that, but he never spoke of it. I will tell you that I have a very good friend, Ian Karanowitz, who is also a a baseball historian, and told me that when my dad was in Okinawa, Mm. of course, they were terrified of Americans, terrified, and they'd all stay in their houses. And my dad would take the kids, not only my dad, but other servicemen they would take the kids and they would teach them baseball they would set up baseball games for these children that had nothing absolutely nothing and they would teach them to hit and and to throw and 
gives them some enjoyment, which I never knew until Ian told me. And, I mean, I could just see him doing that because he loved children, loved children. And to take that time and to teach, not to love Americans or not anything like that, but to give them something to look forward to besides the horror of war. It's just a wonderful, wonderful story for all of them, not just my dad. That's amazing. You wouldn't think about that, especially in Okinawa in 1945. Correct. Absolutely. Your dad was probably 20, 21 years old mm-hmm. doing that. I know some of the yeah. places there he fought. Uh, uh, I was trying to think. Okinawa and Tinian mm-hmm. were both uh-huh. yeah, very severe in fighting. Yeah. Okay. All, it, all it, the South Pacific really was. Tall. It was really, very yeah. But he found something good to, to, to bring to these people, to these children. And that's wonderful. I think that's amazing. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, did you ever get to meet the great Mickey Mantle? Yes, I have. Yes, I did. What did you think about the Mick? I'm smiling just thinking of him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he he was was an an amazing, amazing ball player. That goes without saying. Just one of the best, one of the best for sure. Unfortunately, his lifestyle was a little, hurt him a little bit. But uh, he was soft-spoken. He was a gentleman. Where's that coming from, huh? (laughs) Um. But I thought the world of meeting him. I was there was only a few people I was excited to meet. He was definitely one of them. Did you ever? Uh, how, did I'm sure you saw some games uh, over in, in Yankee Stadium, uh, and and probably went to the uh, the Giant Ballpark. Um, what was what was the feeling during that particular time? You 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 don't remember a lot of those games like I do, but we had we had no television here, so mm-hmm. my imagination would run wild listening to listening to the games, and yeah. your dad he stood out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Mantle and and May stood at the as the 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 as um, well. I was going to mention the center fielder for the Dodgers. Duke Snyder? Yeah. Duke. Yeah. That Which one? one the, the <laughs> yeah. Which one do you think? I know there's all kinds of opinions back then. I know Mantle had some uh, bad injuries early in his career, but mm-hmm. he still had that tremendous speed that you don't always, you're, you not, almost never see, and he could hit the ball a mile. Which I, I I I think I'm pushing Matt a little bit, but which one of the three do you think was the best? Wow. Um, You're going to say Snyder, aren't you? No, I'm not. And I'm glad he's gone not to hear me. But um, I I have to say Willie. 
See, I agree with her. See, I don't. I know you don't. Yeah. Because I saw him play one time. It's obvious now. Do what, hon? It's that's because you want to go for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. But I saw him hit, and the ball didn't travel like everybody else hit a ball. The ball was just like it was shot out of a cannon. And, you're and I can about three great, great ball players. The top of the line, absolutely. Yes. Without yeah. a doubt. So to compare them is difficult. It uh, is. I would, I would take, I would take Willie, Mickey, and then the Duke. I agree with her. I don't care if I never get Where is this song coming from? Are you doing that there, hon? No, I'm not. I have no idea. Do you hear it? For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Somebody's messing with us. I think they are. So, anyways, tell Miss Irene, tell Truman about your dad and him getting elected to the Hall of Fame. I don't care if I never and, get back. Oh, wait a minute. Let, let, let's take a quick break. Irene, you okay. stay with us. That's where that music's coming from. We're, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Hi. I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. It's very friendly. Everyone here seems to want to make friends and be your friend. And the staff is fabulous. Betsy, who is the director of activities, is fabulous. She's always having something going on. We have music at least once a week, wine and cheese, and there's all sorts of different type of activities. I would highly recommend Adams Place. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Luxuriously designed, exquisitely detailed, first in its class, corner to corner, a true work of art, capable of going from zero to $300,000 in a few seconds flat. Are we talking about a sports car? Oh no, we're talking about Jumbo Bucks Premium Edition Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. So test drive the new gold standard and instant tickets today. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Stones River Amateur Radio Club is teaching a class to help you pass the FCC's Technician Class of License. The class has space for 15 persons, so sign up now. Uh, will be the last class before the question pool changes in June. Classes will be starting Saturday, February 26th, and going each Saturday till March 26th. The technician class test will be given on that date. Classes will be held at the Rutherford County EMA building on College Street in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro City Schools will host a teacher recruitment fair from 9.30 to 11.30 Saturday, February 12th at Scales Elementary School on St. Andrew's Drive in Murfreesboro. Simultaneously, MCS will hold a virtual job fair for individuals unable to attend in person. The fairs are designed to match qualified candidates to the available teaching positions for the 2022-23 school year. Governor Bill Lee is outlining his budget and legislative priorities. During his fourth State of the State address before the General Assembly Monday, Governor Lee proposed nearly $57 billion budget for fiscal year 2023. It includes investments in kindergarten through high school education, higher education, and improving Tennessee's transportation infrastructure. Lee also said he wants to change the way education is funded, setting aside money for each student based on their individual needs. Detectives are identifying two people they think responsible for dumping a Laverne woman at Southern Hills Hospital with critical injuries. Authorities say Shawnee Anderson and Stephen Jeffrey Lohr are the ones who have Jennifer Polk at the hospital that night. If you know their whereabouts, call Metro Police. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers. We appreciate you shopping local and shopping small business for your Valentine this year. We have all types of jewelry and priced to meet everyone's budget, but we also carry Waterford Crystal and the Pandora jewelry, so we have a little bit of everything here at Bell Jewelers for Valentine's. 821 Northwest Broad Street, across the street from Toots Restaurant. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies this afternoon, high in the mid-60s. Winds out of the south around 10 to 15 miles per hour and at times gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hey, uh, Irene, are you back? Yes, I'm here. all right, uh, now let's go to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, something, uh, your uh, dad 
is going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that means to you and and how you first found out. Okay. Um, I knew, you know, of course, the voting. I was told uh, Jay Horowitz is a personal friend of my family's, and mm-hmm. he told me that should he get in, um, I would be receiving a call between 5.15 and 6 and 5.45 that evening. And as you can imagine, we've been through it so many times, yeah. uh, waiting for the phone call. Um, one time, the limousines were on their way here from Shea Stadium because they were so sure he was in, and we were all at the house ready to leave only to find out that he didn't make it. Oh, man. But um, my phone rang, because I'm mm-hmm. always I'm with my mother every day. And I looked at the phone, probably 525, and I said, wow, that's a 917 number, and I don't know that number, and could it really be? And I was, like, hyperventilating for a mm. few minutes just saying, yeah. should I answer or should I not answer because I was so <laughs> nervous. So I answered it and I said, hello. And she said, Irene. I said, yes. She said, this is Jane Clark. And after that, I was just sobbing. Oh. I was just, I mean, I honestly wasn't even listening. I mean, she was speaking to me and so so lovely and so kind and saying, you know, we are so happy. We are so happy. We have all waited for this. And, you know, I just said to her, I can't tell you what this means. You know, and I was saying, you know, my dad was such a good person. I said, not only a great ball player, but he was a great man. You know, I said, and I'm so happy he's finally getting what he deserves. And, um, then I said, can I please, can you please tell my mom? I said, I hadn't even told her about the voting because I didn't want her to be disappointed. Yeah. And they were also the president of the Hall of Fame was on the phone. And uh, I gave my mother the phone and I said, Mommy, Daddy got into the Hall of Fame. And she said, oh, my Gil, my Gil, they finally took care of my Gil, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they told her, and uh, it was a very, it was very, very emotional for me. Um, Unfortunately, my mother does um, have some dementia. And the saddest part of this is three years ago had this happened, or five years ago had this happened, my mother would have been over the moon excited, you know. Unfortunately, she doesn't have that right now. And um, it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. I mean, I was lucky. I, I, I did nothing. I was just lucky to be born his daughter. That's it. But he is the essence of a good man. And I don't know that there's many of those around. But his whole life, was built on being a good man, not a liar, honest. Um, I can tell you one quick story if you'd like to hear. Oh, Um, yes. After they won the 69 World Series, 
mm-hmm. and you could just imagine the mayhem and the bed. I mean, it was just people were just out of their minds. And we were in my dad's office, and the clubhouse was insane. Jerry Kuzman must have brought 10 people into my father's office, his whole family. And, I mean, everybody was just beyond ecstatic. Yeah. And my mother said to my dad, Gil, don't you think we should call, you should call your mother? Why don't you call your mother? And my dad turned around and said, Joan, that's a long distance call. I think I should wait till I get home to make that. <laughs> now, you laugh, but you see, it didn't, nothing changed him. Yeah. All the excitement, he was, he was always the most steady individual. And that's, that's the true meaning of character. And that's what my dad yeah. had. That's my kind of man, believe me. Yep. And yep. and to be perfectly honest with you, we're losing a lot of uh, gentlemen like mm-hmm. like uh, Gil Hodgers, and you don't find them very often in in sports anymore. You and, don't. And I'm one of these people. I I couldn't stand to watch ESPN because of the language and everything that they yeah. utilize and the lack of knowledge about the great players that played before their generation. It, it's it's yeah. just, uh, it, 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 it constantly amazes me of their lack of knowledge of, of the real people who made baseball. And it bothers yeah. me a lot. It's a shame because I tell you personally, um, People from my father's era uh, that did so much for baseball yeah. um, have really gone by the wayside. I don't say it negatively. I'm just saying, I mean, their lifestyle is definitely not that of the ball players today. And not that I, I, I begrudge any ball player because. You know, the owners are making tons of money. Everybody uh, is a winner. So, um, in my dad's day, the owners made the money, the ball players didn't. But they never never had a negative attitude toward baseball in itself, did they? Never. My they felt, not only my dad, they felt so honored to play that game. To be fortunate enough to make a living doing something that they loved. Yeah. My dad sold TVs in the winter. He sold cars in the winter before, you know, he became established. He had a family. Yeah. And, you know, you only got paid to September. So you had those months in between that you had to provide for your family. Did your but, grandfather work in the coal mines in Indiana? Yes, he did. He did? Yes, he did. Okay. He did, and he put, his name was Charles. He was an amazing man, a lot like my dad. He brought up 
three wonderful children, put them through college, and swore that he never wanted them to work in coal mines or not to be educated. At that time, that was a lot to do, you know. And um, sure, his my dad's brother Bob was very sports-minded. He was a basketball coach. Um, they were. He brought up three wonderful children, for sure. Put them through and school. Your dad. He led in four sports too, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. It would have been fifth if they had golf. <laughs> he, wow. he loved the golf. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he was doing when he passed away. Correct. Yes. But yes. He had just finished playing a game. Mm-hmm. Wow. And only because they were on strike. That was the first strike. And he was devastated by that. In the spring of but, 72. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, your father, he went to St. Joseph College in Rensselaer, yes. I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did he play yes. sports there? or? I think he played basketball. My dad loved basketball. I think he was supposed to be. I think his choice was between basketball and baseball. And... I know he played track, um, and he chose baseball, but he did go to St. Joseph's College. Wow. And he was, I think, originally drafted by the Detroit Tigers before he went to St. Joseph. Wow. Yeah. I don't know that. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think they were looking for a replacement for Hank Greenberg, Uh but then your dad declined and went to college. Yeah, yeah. My my grandfather was very serious about school and education, and in those years, so many years ago, I mean, to put three children through college, this was was a great was a great wonderful thing for them. If you look at Indiana, where do you call home? Princeton or Petersburg? Petersburg. Petersburg. I remember going to Petersburg all the time as a child. Where your grandparents there lived. Mm-hmm. They have a neat mural honored, honoring your father on a building there in downtown Petersburg where oh, really? he grew up. Mm-hmm. It's really neat. Are you talking about Randy's place? Yes, ma'am. Were you kind of drive up alongside okay. it? I just called him yesterday i i never knew of this and i saw his restaurant on facebook and practically his entire restaurant is all my dad's memorabilia he has more than me without a doubt (laughs) does he really yes absolutely and i i you know I, i i never do that but i wanted to call him and i did and he called me back yesterday, and he was very gracious. He used to be the mayor there, and then he opened the restaurant. And, um, you know, I just thanked him for honoring my dad. I said, my dad is always um, associated with Brooklyn. I said, but my dad was an Indiana boy, a Hoosier through and through. I said, so I can't tell you how honored I am and how thrilled I am 
and how I wish I lived closer because I could eat there every day and feel like I'm eating with my dad. Exactly. Oh. Be right at home. Yeah. Do you think one so day you might take a trip there? Absolutely. I have. I I never even knew about the uh, mural they have there until after it was up. So, and I also know that um, Tim Turbin, I believe is his name. Um, they're having a uh, Indiana Hall of Fame that they're inducting my father in in May, I believe. Which I will in try Evansville? to go in Evansville. Yeah. Okay. You said you were going. That's go where my or? uncle was. He owned a, a sporting goods store in Evansville, Bob. Your dad's brother. Yes. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know who's in Evansville is Don Manningly. That's who. That's Don Manningly. From. I know Don Manningly years ago. My good Yankee. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a great Yankee. He was unfortunately at <laughs> foot. A short uh, period of playing, but he he is a, a very another very very good man, without a doubt. He's a smart baseball man, like your father. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Did a great job with the Marlins. I was telling Mr. Truman that uh, you had told me about your father. If he had lived, one day would probably have ended up as a baseball executive and. He agreed mm-hmm. with me. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. I do think that. I think he would always want to be in baseball. I don't see him anyplace else. He was he was so baseball oriented, so smart. If he could get, if he could stay, he would for sure. He was someone that everybody admired, no matter which team he played on. Yes, he had a lot of respect. And you know what? When people respect you, you can go anywhere. Yes. You're exactly oh, right. You know, uh, if he was still around, being, even though he was a Dodger, I would have <laughs> voted for him for president of the United States. I really would have. <laughs> I don't think he would have ever run, but okay. <laughs> not in today's world, he wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. I wouldn't want the responsibility of it. (laughs) I remember when I was young, and they used to have uh, the voting for the president, and I'd say, Daddy, who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote for? And he'd say, I'm going to tell you tomorrow. I said, well, why can't you tell me tonight? And he said, because I'm going to surprise you and tell you tomorrow, because that's how he was. So I said to him, okay. And I'd get up in the morning, and we used to have the newspapers delivered to the house, because... That's one thing. Breakfast with my dad was always newspapers. And I didn't even know that you read the newspaper from the front, because we always read the newspapers from the back, from the sports section forward. <laughs> and um, I said, so, so who'd, you vote for? Who'd, you, who'd you vote for, Dad? And he points to the picture on the front of the page, no matter who it was. <laughs> and he said, that's who I voted for. He was so always a winner. But he'd never tell me. <laughs> That's hilarious. You uh-huh. know, New York, New York City has changed a lot over the years, as and not in a favorable way, as far as I'm concerned. But tell me about Brooklyn. Uh, ha- has it grown w- with? There's a lot of generations that are still there that grew up in Brooklyn. 
tell me about yeah. it and and would it be a good place to visit uh, in in this era? Um, that breaks my heart, honestly to say, but no, I don't think so. And I love Brooklyn. This is I've lived here my whole life. Um, it scares me. I have five grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I don't like them here. Um, and I'm very sad for that because when I was growing up, there was nothing more wonderful than Brooklyn. Yeah. Nothing. I believe And it. right now, I find it very scary. So that's sad to me, very sad. Yeah. The lady who lives here, of course, she um, grew up there and raised, mm -hmm. uh, actually born there. And she had such fond memories of mm -hmm. Brooklyn, but she's, she says it has changed quite a bit. It is, and it's very sad. It's yeah. very, very sad because it was a wonderful place to grow up. It was a wonderful place to live in. But I don't know if it could go back. I don't know. But right now, I don't think that anymore. Well, Irene, Murfreesboro, Tennessee is the perfect place for you to move to because we still have uh, the people here that maintain their, uh, I guess, their integrity and the love of the country the way it was many, many years ago. And yeah, believe it or not, people... People are moving here from California, New York, and everywhere else I'm sure. because I'm we're sure. still maintaining that friendliness, the love of everybody, and uh, uh, there's very little confrontation here, mm -hmm. like it is going on in in a lot a lot of parts of our country. Very true. You're yeah. welcome to come down here, Irene. We'd love Thank to have you. you. So much. Yeah. How kind. Thank you. Maybe so when much. you go to Evansville, you can swing down here. It's about yeah four hours. Okay, not too bad. Not no, too bad. not takes too bad. It takes me that though. long to get to New York on the Bell Parkway. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> you, you are a great guest, hon, and thoroughly thank enjoyed you. it. And uh, thank you for sharing a lot of those great memories with us. It was my pleasure. Thank you both, and I appreciated your time. I hope to see you in July in Cooperstown. I'll be there, without well. a doubt. I'll be having a Gil. I'm going to be with uh, the Killebrew family, but I'm going to be wearing a Gil Hodges jersey. So back me up on that okay. one, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, Thank my you very dear. much, hon. Be Have safe. Have a nice day. Yeah. You, again. you too. Now, that is one great guest. I thoroughly in enjoyed that. In fact, when she started talking about when Gil Hodges... Uh, the, the call was made that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame, inducted into the Hall of Fame. <coughs> I got, uh, I, I had a few little streams moving out of my eyes at that time. Did you because, really? Yes. And, and I never thought I would be doing that for somebody being elected from the Hall of Fame, but he is the one that uh, I thought was extremely special, not only as a player, but also as a man. And you could tell that during that. He, he's probably one of the last players from the golden era to get into the Hall of Fame, at least for a long time. Yeah. There's still a couple of players that I think belong from that era, but uh, it took a lot of dedication to get Gil in.
Well, who besides um, uh, Pete Rose were you put, pulling for? <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of Ken Boyer, personally. Ken so, Boyer was a great third baseman. He really was. Very much so from yeah. that era, Yeah, in my opinion. But it seems like a lot of times the players, a lot of players that need to be in there, not only for baseball reason, playing the game on the field, but also for the integrity and and what they meant as far as examples for the young people during that particular time that they played. And you know, you and I have seen some pretty irresponsible players that were great on the field. Sure, but and and they've made it to the Hall of Fame. But as far as their character is concerned. Uh, it, it's pretty far off. Two know. thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. So I think it needs to be everything. And, uh, you know, I've been a big pusher for a player putting 110% out on the field. And, of course, given all the the um, the assets that a player needs to be at the highest level, I mean, when I think back of all of these things, Gil Hodges is one of them, of course. Lee, Lou Gehrig, when, when I think about him, I can't put – I think he's the greatest first baseman that ever played the game. Plus, he was just um, – he was amazing. As he was everything as, you wanted. Yeah, everybody wanted to play like – uh, Lou Gehrig at that time. You could put him and Gil Hodges on first base. You couldn't find anybody better at the time. No. And actually, Atlanta has a great first baseman right now. If he's Freddie, still, if Freddie if, Freeman. If he still stays. Oh, there. he's going. If he leaves Atlanta as much <laughs> as I think of him, I'm going. He's going to drop down a few steps for me because it's not all about money. Right. I, I I don't like it when a player today thinking more about money than anything else. And, you know, you're representing, just like Brooklyn, when they left, I mean, it devastated the people who live in, in Brooklyn. And still devastation. See, that still gives me a hard time as far as O'Malley and all of them. Sure. When you're thinking more about the the dividends, the monetary value, and all that stuff. We need to get away from that one of these days. Because when money is the number one priority for you, uh, um, it goes against the grain. I guess for most of us middle class or oh, most or lower, because we all grew up poor, and and a lot of the ball players grew up poor, and um, and they they suffered through a few. Uh, seasons uh, trying to uh, take care of their family and and making money through other uh, ways maybe even having to put gas in a car or whatever for somebody wash their windows uh, but that's old America it really is it's is mostly forgotten this day and age it is it's terribly forgotten especially if, if, if you listen to sportscasters in the day's world they don't belong in those positions. Oh, I agree 100%. It, it, it's amazing. It, even a, a college football game, uh, I remember uh, watching Tennessee games on on uh, television, and I, I would turn the sound completely down and listen to 
John Ward, who I think is probably one of the greatest sportscasters of all time, and think of all the, the, the slogans that he would put out that everybody's copied ever since he left the game. But uh, He knows his history. He knows his history, and he knows what the fans want. Sure. And then what they want to hear. So Well, I'll tell you this, it's a crazy world, but one good thing is Gil Hodges is going to the Hall of Fame. And I've been to fifty one different ballparks for a game. People ask me all the time, You been to Cooperstown? Nope. Why not? Gil Hodges isn't in. So to have the honor to go this year to see him inducted, I'm very excited about it. Now I have an excuse to go, but he was the one person I was waiting to get in. You talk about character, you look it up in the dictionary, and it's Gil Hodges. So even in a crazy world, you know, people like him still get remembered, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Do you When you go out and you're finding customers <laughs> or woodfins, <laughs> are, are, are there people that you feel like that you want to be the one that buries them and be with the family and uh, – you have a high regard for those individuals. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, do you play music from the hearse when you're driving around looking for these people? No. <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. Take that, me that, out to the ball game. Yeah. Uh, when my friend Johnny Ross died, we did a seventh inning stretch at his funeral, which was kind of cool. Which song do you relate to baseball that doesn't mention baseball? Uh, what do you mean? What do you relate to? I, I, I'm, I'm going to wait till you come up with that. You put an me answer. on the spot. I don't know. It's it's so easy. I'm just totally uh, way out in left field trying to figure out why you can't tell which song that is what do you think i know what it is what the wabash cannonball the wabash cannonball dizzy dean he would sing it uh, every saturday when he was calling the game of the week really yeah. see i didn't even know that yeah no the wabash cannonball to me yeah. was a ride at opryland what the wabash cannonball to me was a ride at opryland I don't know the Wabash Cannonball. How's it go? Listen to the rumble the roar, and the roar. Yeah, I mean, of course, I can't sing the lick. But when Dizzy Dean was singing, oh, my gosh. Make up his own characters as he goes along, I guess, right? Oh. He, he, he was, as far as baseball is concerned, he would draw more people uh, to the television most of us didn't have televisions back then when it first started. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, I think I have an answer. I yeah. think I relate different songs to different teams. Okay. So. Uh, Detroit Tigers. Mm, something Motown, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Uh, I've got you. Thank, you thank are, God I'm. Hey, you're no, cornered. Listen, Texas Rangers, thank God I'm a country boy. That was Billy Martin's song when he was the manager for him. So if I think of that song, I think of the Texas Rangers. Do you think uh, Billy enjoyed uh, managing the Texas Rangers more than he did the New York Yankees? Mm, 
No. No. I think he had fun in Texas, but I don't think he enjoyed it more. Obviously, his heart was in New York, just like Gail's. Yeah. But I tell you, it's, it takes a special person to go to a big city and be loved. And mm. Billy Martin was loved. Gil Hodges was loved. They both had that, you know, good character about them, in my opinion. Do you think the... Uh, uh the riot inside the clubhouse made Billy more popular a- after he uh, attacked one of the New York Yankees. Reggie Jackson. Mi- yeah, Mister. Uh, what the call- what do they call it? Mister October. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a very interesting situation. I think it was a good attack. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Reggie, but no. Billy Martin knew how to shine, and he shined well. He's somebody else that deserves credit for the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I'm still, I'm still not happy about him never making it to the Hall of well, Fame. Well, it's just like Gil Hodges. I mean, you you pass away at a young age, and I don't want to say you're forgotten about, but you know, you start losing your peers, and then you don't get that push for you know admittance. But how how could the history be forgotten of baseball? I mean, there's film of baseball all the way back to uh, when Ruth played. And you think about it, uh, it's all available available for people. It's just like they want to push today's players sure. rather than look back uh, at the ones who actually were the heroes of past times. No, I'm with you 100%. I think you just got to have people that love the history of the game, that can share the history of the game, that can make it interesting for future generations. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, anything before 1980, as long as I live, I'll try and push. Yeah. Anything after 1980, I'm not really in love with. The game just started changing too much. You know. I wish you had uh, grown up in my time when baseball was king. I wish I had, too. Yeah. I think almost any sport for me is better when I listen to it than when I actually see it happen. It, it, the imagination process is much stronger, I think. I can, I, in fact, when I would listen to Mel Allen and Mantle would hit a ball a certain way, I knew it was gone Going as, soon to as, field. I, as soon as I heard it. Going to right field. Centerfield, anywhere. <laughs> there, nothing could contain the ball when he hit it. He was unbelievable. Did you ever hear Red Barber announce? <laughs> I did. He d- he did a good job, but he wasn't as uh, he was more um, to the point. He he had kind of like a southern accent, a real southern accent, in fact, uh, and uh, uh, Mel Allen. He was New Yorker all the way. How about Russ Hodges? He was the announcer for the New York Giants. I heard him a few uh, when uh, he died young. When the uh, famous ball was hit, that was heard around the shot world. heard around the world. Yeah, yeah. I Gil Hodges that. was I playing it. Hey, I Gil Hodges that. was playing in that game. Yeah, he was at first base. Yeah, there Look. was a story about that, and I can't think of what it was. I read somewhere, but him and Bobby Thompson kind of went back and forth, friendly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I wish I had been there. That's probably the one baseball event that I wish I could have 
just been witness to. Yeah. You know. And on top of all of that, a nun caught that ball. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There are there are films of, of, of that shot. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah. And pictures of her catching it. She did an interview, and it was lost for time. And then a guy wrote a book on tracking the ball down. But the thing about in New York, whether it was the Dodgers, the Yankees, or the Giants, more people listen to those games because, you know, of the large concentration of people in New York, the largest city at that time. And, and um, we, um, we had our own specific uh, uh, team that we would always root for. And me, first of all, I, I rooted for uh, Boston <laughs> because of Ted Williams. Sure. And then I went to play Little League, and my coach was a Mickey Mantle fan, so he gave me number seven, and it just it stuck with me forever after that. Isn't that how, it, how amazing it is? It's crazy it yeah. works that way. Let's go home. You ready? I'm tired. I want to go watch some baseball. What do we got baseball today? Vintage baseball, like vintage home run derby. What does that come on? You used to watch it. Well, I watch it on YouTube. I've got YouTube now. I just got it. Really? Yeah. Well, you should type it in and watch it some. Actually, it, uh, I can pull it up on my... She came down from Birmingham one cold December day. As she rolled into the station... There you go. You it's That's not much better than though. you singing. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Just You're, keep playing it for the next hour. Okay. <laughs> From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. From New York to St. Louis and Chicago, by the way, from the hills of Minnesota where the rippling waters fall, no changes can be taken on that Wabash cannonball.